It's not become as it. Here's Leonard. Got it strike. Yes, yes, yes. 3-1. Mark Leonard with his second goal in two games with a super strike. Right-footed. Happy Friday. Uh, welcome to Inside Notebook here every single week. Mighty card for the weekend across the EFL. Set piece threats, rampaging wingbacks, forward thinking holding midfielders. Regular listeners, welcome back. New listeners, great to have you on board. Some week it was last week. Here to pick the bones over it with me, as always. John Bywater, how was last weekend for you, John? <laughs> who, who are those tears for? There's, there's too many. Every, everybody. <laughs> I can't. I can't speak, Gav, as uh, someone once said. I, I don't know what to say, really. I don't know where to start. There's so many, weren't there? Um, I yeah, I'm impressed. That's a uh, people are tuning in for your sound effects at the start. Every yeah. we've had two and two. Imagine, imagine if we ever got like three out of four up or four out of four. That the sound effect would be the. <laughs> Indeed, it was some weekends uh, last weekend. I, I said on um, I said on Twitter that hey, if you're used to backing lots of the players that we like backing, I hope someone somewhere managed to get the lot because there was some. Um, it was a possible. Was, so, someone might have done. You never absolutely know. all the names there. Um, <laughs> all I've the favourites. <laughs> where should we start? Let's start with a Jordan Turnbull brace, which was the third one in his career, but his first since 2019 yes. for Northampton. Even Tom Davis, who hadn't scored since 2021, has <laughs> three since December. Um, yes. That completed... I'll talk a bit about Stockport later on. I've got one of my selections goes against them. But a terrible day at the office, really, for Stockport. Who, what, a week ago, we were talking about him conceding three set pieces against Crew. Now this at Tranmere. Um, I put in my notes here, John. We kind of saw some similar stuff last year, didn't we? I know the horsefall was out, and anybody who's back midweek, didn't he? Akil White, his absence looks key as well. But Stockport, are, um, I'm sure we were picking the bones through some of their set piece vulnerability last year, and it could be the same this year as well. Yeah, it's when um, basically when you're missing from their back line, they really struggle. That's. Uh... He yeah. is indeed, yeah, and uh, yeah, he was. Well, back, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people yeah. don't know is you're actually a League Two centre back um, in your <laughs> in your spare time. <laughs> I did. I've told the story already, haven't I? Only one person has ever, only one person has ever said, "Oh, are you related to Fraser?" And uh, it was in <sighs> Northampton when I was there, and I said, "No, but do you like your anytime goal scorers?" They said, <laughs> "They said no." What's an anytime? <laughs> <I> just <laughs> no, he is. <laughs> They, they walked off. Who else we got, John? Who was uh, well? Talk us through. Um, um, well, you know who we've got. You know who the main yeah. one is because uh, good old. Oh, I can't even say it. You tell. It. I can't talk about him. He's annoying me still. Uh, the icing on the cake, wasn't it? A Jacob Greaves brace. Yeah. Um, not only a Jacob Greaves brace, but a Jacob Greaves brace the week after what we spent a couple of minutes talking about him last week. And I think we yes. um, didn't think that was the right spot, but three efforts at Rotherham, two good finishes here though, wasn't it? Who um, yeah does what he will have to. We'll pick that up again in a couple of years when the Jacob right. Greaves Grace will be due again. Um, the one, the one that uh, I think the one that was um, not interesting, but you know, just a week after you said Toto Insala 
oh great that he's joined the set piece focus side in Burton. And yes. um, he goes and opens his account at the far post. <laughs> the, uh, the set piece focused. Uh, I got so excited about that saying that I completely forgot that to look at him last week. And that is the truth. I, I normally try and look back and things I've said, oh, you've said, and I just completely didn't even look at him. And until he scored, the uh, Dr. Congo transmitter started wobbling. And I thought, <laughs> oh, uh-oh. <laughs> But yeah, it was, it was one of those. It just every time we looked at the old video printer, I just thought, oh god, it was. It was. I mean, to get Jordan Turnbull to score two and Tom Davies to score in the same game—that is, that's a big price. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Another favourite. Well, we're not we're not done yet, John. Uh, Boson Lowell, a threat from outside the box, oh, slots one in from yeah. the top corner, of twenty yards for Fleetwood. I, I like I liked him for no reason when he signed, and then you picked up on him when he actually started shooting and getting forward. <laughs> Uh, well, he'd definitely been he'd been uh, showing signs. He looks like a good player, doesn't he? Um, he does. He but. does. Yeah. Um, we did get one winner, Mark Leonard. Now three and four, as you would have yeah, um, very good. heard from the uh, illegally downloaded BBC uh, audio at the beginning of this podcast. Um, but uh, it looked a well worked corner as well. But we were right about um, we were right about the Northampton Bristol Rovers match up. Another note for Finna Zaz, who has you know ever since you. Um, you've started talking about him, continues to pop up. Did didn't get the first when when we were on him last week, but did get the first no, no. for Borough at Leicester just three days too late. I thought that was um, it was a good weekend for the cheat sheet, wasn't it? We had we put up a Zazu was eight to one any time, and um, mm. Will Ferry um, was another um, a ten to one shot there for, for for Cheltenham, which went up as well. Interesting game that Cheltenham one, wasn't it? Where there was a Big pre-match move, I think, for Lewis Freestone, which went astray. We're talking more about Cheltenham oh. centre halves in a few minutes. But if you were on Freestone, I mean, that would have been that would have been the the um, that, that might have been the, been the end the of the pod. I think okay. if, <laughs> yeah, if, uh, if Freestone had scored twice, that definitely would have been the ending of the pod. I think. <laughs> and he and he <laughs> missed a. Missed a big opportunity, didn't he? Um, oh, it's not like him, Cap. <laughs> that's it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe when something's telling us. Uh, Curtis Davies in the chances as well in that game. Cheltenham were, were, were too good, though. Um, but it was the one that we never mentioned, right? Jack Shepard, the other centre-half of the, the three or so, who got the goal. And, um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, they, great they, volley, though, wasn't it? It wasn't a It was wasn't a great a volley, it yeah. Was just a, yeah, just a, not even a bad thing. It was about 0.03 extra, I think, so... Absolutely, yeah, and um, yeah, who was the uh, Joe Rodon we put up last week for Leeds, where we spoke we spoke um, about Plymouth set pieces, um, but not a penny on uh, Cedric Kipre for West Brom in midweek, who went and scored against Plymouth. Middlesbrough away Saturday. I was I was, I was they almost I was looking desperately looking for a Middlesbrough um, threat against Plymouth uh, this weekend. Dale Fry didn't start in the week. So, which is probably thankful, but um, very close to me finding a reason to put up Dale Fry if I could find a reason for him to get back in the team, but um, but I couldn't. So we escaped one there, John. That was it for me. I Anything thought, else yeah, for I you on a, mentioning... reflecting on a on a week? I thought Dale Fry was never getting mentioned again. That was me. Um, yeah, the two weeks. Two weeks is already. Oh, yes, right. No, I said I said it to be fair. So how about? Uh, 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 it particularly improved my mood seeing Josh Sargent charging up the top scorer list from uh, <laughs> after three and a half months out injured. I can't wait to, for him to finish fifth, tied fifth. Um, 
<laughs> I was 18 goals. I can see it now. Uh, yeah, it kind of justifies what we were saying pre-season, but it's, it's very unlikely to get in the way. Well, he, he could sneak in the places if he carries on this form, but still a long way to go. Uh, how about... This was a oh that this added to the weekend. Lloyd Jones scoring for Charlton. Uh, I mentioned him two weeks ago as well, saying he <laughs> he looks like he's enjoying playing for his dad Nathan. He's not his dad, um, but he, yeah, he, scored, he didn't just score. He scored from outside the area. So good, yeah, good luck finish. finding that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go through and let's go through. Well, I've got a few bits in the championship just for the notebook. I know we've both got selections. I think in what a League One and League Two. So. Um, Championship was interesting midweek. I, I mean, I, John, I know after timing here, but I share my notes with you on a what do we share on a Sunday afternoon after we've made them. But Hakeem Adolphin made the uh, made the notes. He did um, yes <laughs> after a couple of chances last weekend, and I just made in the notes that he finished last season on fire. So he got four after January. Might be I'm reading off my notes word for word here. Might be worth trying to find a good spot for Rotherham. Yeah, two good near post efforts, drew a save against Watford, and I put maybe QPR on Saturday, who he scored against last season. Um, we're already three days too late because he scored against Ipswich in that thriller midweek without a penny on. Uh. So that was good. Um, other things. Oh, my, I was at um, I was at uh, Coventry Stoke last weekend. Uh, Michael Rose ex. Coventry defender now plays for Stoke. Second straight game where it looks a key target from those Stoke restarts. Everything from distance, but followed up two really good chances in that win against QPR that they had the week before. Another couple of efforts last weekend, as I said, could be a good spot. Stoke travelled to Cardiff this weekend to a, what they're just about making a, a season of beating the teams beneath them to keep relegation at arm's length. So 14 to 1 if you're interested. Not for me this week, but I thought he was a. In a, in a in a quiet week, in a quiet championship week, he was one that um he was mm. one that took note and yeah, desperate to try and find an angle for Blues. Really, you would kind of see him on the march, and you know, new manager bounce is 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 working well. Good luck, um, get well soon, uh, Tony Mowbray. We should say, um, oh definitely, Koji Miyoshi was rampant in that midfield, scored his second of the season, but I think he had about almost into double figures for the shots he has. Um, but yeah. He played well, five to one this weekend. Always, um, yeah, cemented his place as a distant second best Japanese player in the championship behind Tatsakamoto of Coventry. Yeah. Good Did you ever think you ever think player, you'd uh, yeah you ever think you'd say that the second best Japanese player in the championship? <laughs> it's, um, a, it's funny. There's 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 some sneaky beef there, like or like or like who's got the best Japanese player in across across the championship? Oh God. So, yeah. Have they got any? Um, have they got any pie charts to demonstrate their case? That's what I want. That's what I want to see. <laughs> um, what about what about Mark Mark Roberts for the week after system for Birmingham? There you go. Oh, there we yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Due. Yeah, it's definitely. That due. was it for me, uh, John. You want to? I've spoke for a fair bit. I think the way this podcast normally works is I speak for a fair bit and then you speak for a fair bit. Let's let's get you yeah, it's cool. kicking off League One. Well, I think yeah, I didn't. I, I I didn't do anything in the championship. I just couldn't face it. After I don't. I don't want to see Greaves's name. I don't want to see. <laughs> I don't really want to see a Saz's name that much. Though not as much because you picked up on him midweek. I wouldn't have backed him against Leicester to be honest, even at the price. So that was a good shout by you. Yeah, League One. Let's go for a selection um, rather than me moaning for another two minutes. <laughs> 
How about um, this will get some uh, long-time listeners shaking in uh, anxiety. How about Ben Hennigan for Fleetwood? Now, third game in a row. Yeah, third game in a row he had a decent effort. It was a good save, wasn't it? Was that right? Oh, sorry, I've got notes here. It's a bit unlucky. Yeah. Um, yeah, reading your notes, you say it was a good save, so okay. I can't remember. But it was a, oh, you said it was a great save, so we'll go with great save. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great Liam Roberts save I've got here. I can't remember it. Yeah, I don't, must have been I, I wrote it down. <laughs> I don't think I watched that one back. So I, I, saw the, uh, I saw the chance, but I didn't actually see it, if you know what I'm saying. So they uh, Fleetwood travelled to Exeter. We were still top of the expected goals against table from set plays, so we can't argue with that. It looks a good spot. Uh, Hennigan's already been a mover, opened up 28, I believe, into 20s now. Uh, that's just about big enough. That's probably the minimum I would want, to be honest. But we'll go for Ben Hennigan, uh, 20 to 1 for Fleetwood versus Exeter as a first selection of the week. Absolutely. Great shout there. X uh, could never get on the right side of him for Wimbledon. Could be always Nightingale that got no. those goals. But um, but do we know he's a threat? And yeah, he should a, be. It's a good opportunity. Uh, I, I've got a selection in, in League One. I, it's uh, Careful with your bet. This is Friday night. So, uh, yeah, yeah, make sure you're listening nice and early. Um Wigan Cheltenham. I think we just have to cover those Cheltenham threats again here. I know we can roll our eyes and say, "Oh, they're never going to score," but I think Davis and Freestone can they finish the job? Speaking a bit about Dunkley and Pierre um, mm. at Shrewsbury, that caused Wigan some trouble last week. Sky have opened up 28 to one Freestone. If he's that price, you're kind of a back almost everywhere. Davies at twenties. So I just had a quick closer look at the XG. Freestone four and a half xG all season, oh. <laughs> which you know another another you know another half goal from the chance that he missed last week. Davis is knocking on the door with three xG. What's that? That's um, seven and a half xG between them. Zero goals, huge price. An odd an odd one here for the. Well, just being honest about the bets that I'll have. Really, I think you just have to cover both. So a point on each. Curtis Davis twenty to one for Cheltenham at Wigan. Lewis Freestone, a huge twenty-eight to one. Um, he's he's covering yeah, them both, listeners. What's going on? Covering, covering, covering them both. both. <laughs> on, a, on a on a quiet week, I thought they were they were um, looked both looked a, a huge price for 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 what you're getting. Like I said, no nothing anti Wigan particularly in there, but only that Shrewsbury caused them a few issues. They still won that game last week, but Dunkley and Pierre were were um, what. Uh, Pierre, I think, had three good chances, didn't he? Dunkley missed a sitter to level it up at the end as well. Um, mm. So, yeah, so um, Davis and Freestone for me in, in, in League One. John, anything else for you? Well, talking of Aaron Pierre, Gav. Um, oh, of course, well, yeah. Never... yeah that's, what, that's, what, we... that's why I was yeah, nervous that's... about saying it. But I couldn't remember, yeah. Uh, Sorry. Don't get nervous. It's only a podcast. That's what someone once told me. <laughs> um, yes. Talking of Aaron Pierre, I never thought we'd mention him a couple of years ago when he ended up at Sutton on some sort of non-contract and then he ended up on a slightly better contract at Wimbledon. He's finally found his way back to Shrewsbury. Now, it's easy to forget that if you go back to the season, I think just before COVID or during COVID, he was pretty much mentioned as one of the top sort of half a dozen defenders in League One when he was at Northampton. And he did score nine league goals that season, believe it or not. They were going back a while, but very truncated career since then, as I mentioned. 
Now, what you've got to look at here, since Hearst has gone back to Shrewsbury, they're basically back to the same set play numbers they were producing under Cottrell for the last couple of seasons, which had dipped massively at the start of the season under Taylor. They were still okay, but they've um, significant upturn. Now, good old Che Dunkley, who, as we know, doesn't like to score goals, but does. Um, <laughs> he, he, he gets the bulk of the chances still, but... To be fair to Aaron Pierre, he's looked as threatening as he has probably since that Northampton season. As Gav said, he had three efforts last week. He's yet to not have an effort in the three... Well, there's only been three, but he's had efforts in all three league games since Hurst has returned. Uh, As I said, I don't know, he probably thinks this is a bit of a second chance because it looked like he was dropping out of the league a year ago, really, at best. So he's having a renaissance and hopefully we can have a renaissance with him. He, uh, what else have I got? Well, Reading, Reading is still, I think, third in the metrics table. You don't want to be high in, so set piece against again. Thanks to the analyst, as always. To be fair, that has improved a lot post Christmas. So, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a fantastic spot, but uh, Shrewsbury back to those good set play numbers. So, twenty-two to one, Aaron Pierre looks just about worth a go. Similar sort of case to Hennigan. You, you need a bit of faith, but there's there's signs there sort of thing. Look, that's some run, isn't it, from Pierre since since yeah. turn of the year, really. There's only only yeah. a home against Cambridge where he hasn't kind of picked up a couple of chances, scored against Derby as well, didn't he? So, so yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot that's... to mention his goal. We don't, we don't talk about the goals. That's, uh, <laughs> they don't but count, yeah. Gav. That's it, not when we're not on. Okay, uh, League One there, I think, done and dusted. A couple of, uh, well, yeah, three selections in League One. John, you you mentioned, um, we head down into League Two, you mentioned um, Warsaw centre-halves and our, our, the, the man Adeboyega um, did the business yeah. again midweek. Yeah, that, that's another thing that pissed me off now we're getting to it. I'm starting to get wound up again now, Gav. Um yeah, anyone who listened to the post-January transfer special special that was for patrons that wasn't that was for free um, <laughs> would have heard that I tried to mention Emmanuel Adeboyoga, who's uh, Gav just pronounced correctly, the Norwich Loney that was completely on a whim just by looking at his profile. He had a good record with Norwich in the youth teams. Um, well, he came on at the weekend, replacing the injured injured Farkhausen. They, it all slots together, this Gav, doesn't it? Mm. Um, he scored within 10 minutes, powering home from a corner. And then he played again midweek and he scored again. So he scored two goals in about one and a half games. We'll probably never, ever get to back him. But if anyone listens to that rambling that I did in January, then you know maybe that was just lucky. I don't know. Anyway, let's stop being negative. Um, I, still, I still think that there is a weakness here with Walsall because uh, I know they're flying, but I can't see how how they can be strong at defending set plays with Farkhausen and Daniels both missing. They're both, miss, miss, uh, both missed midweek. Uh, Farkhausen is out for, I don't think as long, but I think Daniels is out for at least another few weeks. Now, mm-hmm. if you look at the start of the season when... Um, Farkhausen was out for a couple of months. They that was when they really struggled. I think it's more of a leadership thing with him in the side. Um, he's a good player as well, but he's quite a good organizer, from what I can tell. So I, I personally think they'll really miss him more than Daniels, just from the organizational point of view. Now, added to that, if you look at the midweek game, even though they beat Morecambe three nil, 
Uh, Chris Stokes had three efforts from set plays in under an hour. So mm. there's def- there, there were signs, despite the result, that they are gettable without those two, definitely. So anyway, they go to Harrogate, 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 who we always seem to mention every now and then, um, out of the blue. And it's time to, don't get cross, everybody. It's time to give Anthony O'Connor another spin at 14 to 1. Uh, it's probably uh, one for the uh, Tom O'Connor Crosswitz fans there. That's um, what demographic is that? Over eighty-five. <laughs> I, 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 it took you to say Tom O'Connor before I realised it. Yeah, I realised it made no sense unless. You, uh, when did when, when did Crosswitz come off the TV, Gav? It's got to be nineties, isn't it? Oh, oh geez. you have a look at that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, t- I'll figure that out. Yeah. yeah. And any Crosswitz fans out there? <laughs> right. Anyway, Anthony O'Connor is probably having a career best season at the. Um, well, it's not the ripe old age anymore, 31, but he's been earning a lot of rave reviews. I've seen the couple of Morecambe's opposition say he was um, class apart, especially of late, and the Morecambe, uh, sorry, the Harrogate manager has said the same things. I've got Morecambe on the mind, Gav. Uh, he's got. He's also got two career goals against Walsall, which is encouraging. And without the earlier players I've mentioned, and it's never easy to find many Harrogate defenders, and I think Anthony O'Connor is the only one you can entertain. So, fourteen to one, Anthony O'Connor for Harrogate. Love it. Uh, Nineteen ninety-eight um, was when Crossfit oh. stopped. Four hundred and thirty-six episodes from nineteen. It's like yesterday, Gav. It just uh, takes you back, doesn't it? Yeah. Also, compelling, uh, compelling reasoning there as well. That's um, yeah, absolutely that. Walsall vulnerability when Farku Hazen isn't there. Um, yeah, love that, love that reasoning. Um, I've got what else have we got in uh, League Two? Anything here? Uh, oh, just you've um, got a selection, haven't you? Got, I've got a selection. I just mentioned yeah. Joe Tomlinson before that though, because I, I do oh, like yes. those. I do like the um, those MK Dons win backs, as everyone knows. Another good game for him midweek against Wrexham. Could have won it at the death. Still think he's probably been given a bit of rope here by by layers. Um, Fifteen to two against Newport this weekend. I thought was fine. Started to look at that game because obviously got. We potentially got Cameron Norman on the other side as well against his former club, who was tense oh. as well. But yeah, should be a should be another good game. I think it was a good game midweek. Uh, should we talk a bit about Stockport then? So yeah, my my final selection, Stockport Swindon. Yes. They did keep it tight midweek, didn't they, against Gillingham? But I wondered whether it was just worth mm. keeping on side for at least at least one more game, particularly because it's you know Swindon at home. Um, could be, you know, the, the, the home side is going to be really, really short here. Can we look with a real cheap way to get with Swindon at, and, and picking out someone? I thought Connor McCarthy looked at exactly that, a cheap way of getting involved at 25-1 to 1 for a set-piece threat for the visitors. On loan from Barnsley, scored goals throughout his career. It was semi-kind of regular over the seasons for St Mirren. Limited game time in the EFL Cup for Barnsley, but 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 did score in, uh, I think it was... Um, Manchester City under 21s earlier in the season. Four consecutive games with a chance for Swindon, who don't look very good, mm. but you know, we only will need them to get one here in one here in however many Stockport end up getting. Looks a target from restarts. Um on a card where, yeah, couldn't really find much. I thought a, a poke at Connor McCarthy, 25 to 1 for Swindon. If we can, you know, the stuff that we highlighted for Stockport in the last couple of weeks, yes, they kept it tight. Yes, Horsfall was back. Could there be something a little bit more to it? I thought it was still worth trying to find someone from Swindon to keep on side. And Connor McCarthy was the choice. 
for me, all of which takes me to the end of my notes, John. Anything else on your list? I think there is one more, another selection. You, you're like a, you're like a, um, you're like a psychic. You're like Russell Grant. You are. <laughs> God, they're all coming out tonight. Yeah, We've got yeah anyone, anyone daytime TV. It's, uh... anyone, anyone have the uh, Tom O'Connor Russell Grant double? Let us know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought the before I get to my final selection, I thought it was worth looking at opposing Accrington with Brad Hill suspended after his sending off. Uh, definitely being the leader of the back line this season, despite his inexperience and age. Um, uh, Rich Bagalou's out injured again. Um, I don't think he's been quite the same since that bad injury anyway. So I think there's a vulnerability there. They go to Crawley. Now, I really wanted to be with Lawrence Maguire. Um, I actually looked yeah. at him midweek, but he seems to be injured. He's not been in the last three squads at all, so I presume he's injured. I know that they extended his loan from Chesterfield in January, so he should still be there. So, unless there's something I'm missing there. So, if uh, Lawrence Maguire did make some sort of return to fitness and started there, I think he's very playable. Um, the brief earlier mention of Chris Stokes at Morecambe as well. Uh, very lively week for the, um, not quite a veteran, but the experienced defender who's actually got a much better goal scoring record than I ever realised. Not not a name we've talked about a lot, yeah. mainly mainly because he doesn't always play that much. But he's actually had he's had three efforts in the last two games. No, he had three efforts midweek, two two the game before when he scored. Uh, I think the main well the main issue here is that um, Forend Rawson is now back fit, and he actually replaced him after an hour midweek. So Rawson will be will get preference over Stokes. I'm pretty sure of that. So. If, if for whatever reason Chris Stokes did start against um, pretty terrible Grimsby side, then he is a very very attractive price, about sixteen to one. Um, well, we have got one more selection. Yeah, I uh, did watch that Stockport Gillingham game, Gav. Um, mm. It was like a dog with fleas. That's, uh, that's <laughs> uh, actually, I would say I watched it all, but I fell asleep after an hour and then woke up when it had finished. Um, I don't. All I remember is one chance, one attempt for your man Lewis Cass, who uh, oh, from yeah. a set play. He sort of attacked it quite well. I think it just went wide, but it was an absolute terrible game. I, I don't know really what. Nothing to say about that apart from it was terrible, which I said three times. So we'll go. Final selection is a. Um, we do like a repeat here. Uh, I put up this chap last week, and I was very impressed despite him not scoring. And it's Hakeem Adalukin. Uh, he didn't score, but he did get three assists. Um, unfortunately, you can't get paid out on that, so don't try if you've still got your slip. He's the best player on the park by a mile last weekend, apparently, against Grimsby. Uh, this weekend, Donny, who are rejuvenated since January, it's a classic Grant McCann all-or-nothing sort of form. Uh, I think the, well, Adelukin's doing really well, and the youngster they got from Spurs is doing really well in the midfield, I'm told. Um, is it Matty Craig? Okay. I might run the name oh, there. I see him, yeah. Pa- apparently, yeah. Apparently, he's knitting it all together really well. Um, this weekend, they host Wimbledon, who barely lift the leg away from home. And there's an interesting thing with Wimbledon now. Uh, Barmer went off injured midweek. They were missing their other two first-choice centre-backs, so... I think they're going to end up with Lee Brown and Alex Pierce again, which is a combined age of 258. <laughs> and I think I think that changes the way they play. A lot of the Wimbledon Twitter accounts have said this. They have to sit deep with those two and they can't get on the front foot. 
you're not going to get a more confident player than Adelukin at the moment or Doncaster. This is a sort of spot where it suddenly normally all goes wrong for Grant McCann. They lose 6-0, but it all seems too obvious. But I'm happy rowing in again with Adelukin. He's been backed as well. 4-1 to one is the top price. I wouldn't take any lower, but we'll go with uh, a last selection on Hakeeb Adelukin. Some uh, a full complement of selections just there. Then let me remind everyone what we've got. Um, yeah, the 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 um, lesser spotted two selections in one game on a Friday yes. night. Uh, however, you want to do it. I'll have a point on each if you want to split your stakes across those. Curtis Davis twenty to one for Cheltenham. Lewis Freestone twenty eight to one whilst it lasts. Um, for Cheltenham at Wigan, and I just a speculative point on Connor McCarthy twenty-five to one for Swindon as they head to Stockport. John, remind me of yours. Uh, League One, we've got uh, Exeter versus Fleetwood. Ben Hennigan twenty to one or bigger. Reading versus Shrewsbury. Aaron Pierre twenty-two to one. And in League Two, we've got Harrogate versus Walsall. Anthony uh, brackets Tom O'Connor. Uh, fourteen to one, and um, I don't just pick him for the names, you know, listeners. Um, <laughs> and definitely don't pick this chat for his name. Doncaster <laughs> versus Wimbledon. I've said his name about fifteen times, and I've not got it wrong yet. I think this could be the one. It's Hakeeb Adalukin. Oh, I like that. Oh no, that's yes, a bit wrong. Yeah, four like to that. one. We like that. And I, w- I would say, Gav, um, you can't really. I'm not going to say it's a selection because you have. We never have the. Um, the hindsight of looking at the teams but if uh, Chris Stokes did start for Morecambe then he he would definitely be a a playable selection there A fantastic rundown of everything that happened the ones that got away um, the ones that we did get the um, ROI is looking pretty healthy or maybe um, yeah the spreadsheet's been updated we should have playing with house money for, for, for a little bit while longer, which is not bad as we, what, next week? We'll be heading into March. So that's good, John. Some compelling selections there. As always, I am going to try my hardest to dig out the Crosswits theme tune to play us out with this week. Um, but uh, whatever you're backing, uh, be lucky. Um, you'll be luckier uh, than, we were, than we were last weekend. You can't back them all, as we say, Every single week, mm. although yeah, we're addressing that by trying to back them all in the Cheltenham Wigan game on Friday night. That's right. Uh, <laughs> get get on Liam Shepherd, everyone. There's time. Liam Shepherd brace yeah. incoming. If we know anything Incorrect. about this podcast, John, thanks for joining us. We'll do the same again next week. Uh, oh, we've got a yeah, it's FA Cup midweek next week, isn't it? So it's um. They, I think it's a full slate this weekend. A um, few teams left in it, of which Contria won. Um, yep. Excellent. You, that, people will be looking forward to that, won't we? Me moaning about a non-league side next week That's as right. we host. Mates. It's their big day out. You, you don't want to spoil it. We do. I absolutely do. If we don't get <laughs> seven or eight, I'll be cheering every single, waving every single one of them down. The, uh, List, listeners of listeners have priced up you mentioning Coventry's FA Cup final in a, a one to ten next week. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have a we're gonna have a well yeah let's not let's not assume we're gonna get through. Oh, we nearly did. said it. Yeah, I nearly, nearly did then. It. I nearly yeah. did. But um, yeah, Ipswich did the same, didn't they? They're they're out of the they're out of the cup now. So um, I'm sure we'll put in a professional performance. So we've got Friday night as well. I love, love a Friday night game because it frees up Saturday. So. Um, Commentary at home to Preston. Um, yeah, that's your commentary update from me. Uh, we should do it all again next week. John, good to hear from you. 
and uh, yeah, good Thank luck you. everyone. I've just got one more word from our sponsor, Tom O'Connor. Find it, we give you a clue word. In this case, it is distracted. And don't be distracted by the puzzle. All you've got to do is sit back and relax. If you haven't got a clue, I've got hundreds here. We've tossed up the... With what a pro. Sort of mat- <laughs> With that sort of material, we should have been on this podcast. <laughs> you, can see, you can see why it lasted so many <laughs> Our standards weren't great yeah. in the 90s. Awesome. No. Love a bit of Tom O'Connor on the podcast. You won't get that anywhere else, listeners. No. Live sound live sound effects. Thank you, John. Made by day. Good luck, everyone. Uh, be lucky. We'll do it all again next week. <laughs>